Hey, 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 it's Melissa Wright, and I'm here today with a very special guest. It's my very favorite human, Terry Wright. Hey. Terry, thanks for being with us today. So we have a couple really great questions, and um, they're more like comments that we're going to address. But before we get started um, seeing what the comments are and hearing the Lord's heart and what the Word might say, let's just begin with a time of prayer. So God, I thank you so much. I thank you, Father, that we can um, know your heart. We can know your word, God. We can hear your spirit. We can hear your voice. And Lord, we desperately want to be led by your voice today. God, I thank you that you are not a far off God, but you're a God who desires closeness with us. So Father, we just um, yield ourselves. We submit ourselves. And Lord, we just get out of the way for you to move today in our conversation. We love you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, last week it um, it felt like we had a little slow start, um, and I want to apologize for the lateness of this podcast being posted. We are right now, Terry and I, in um, classes for our ordination, and uh, because of that, we have a little bit of uh, time constraint on our um recording and uploading activity because we're doing homework. We're writing papers and reading books. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> happy to be doing anything that um, <clears throat> redirects my thoughts to the Lord. Amen. So I think the writing helps me to do that because it slows me down. Yeah, yeah. And we're in a couple really good classes um, right now this semester. So it is, it is. That's good. That's refocusing our mind on Christ. So that's awesome because the Word tells us to think on that which is lovely, that which is good, and that which is perfect. So today, the first comment that I wanted to address was I had a private message come from a dear friend of Terry and I's. And um, this is an older gentleman who declared a praise to God for the fact that he's able to pray and to, um, let's see, how did he say this? Um, equate God as a father, to begin to address God as his father. Um, there was some issues in his life at a younger age that he had a bad, um, how do I say this? He had a bad recollection of his earthly father. And sometimes, if we don't have a great relationship with our earthly father, that can equate to how we think or feel about the heavenly father. Now, I'm not saying that was the case in this situation, but it, according to this testimony, kept him from really addressing the Lord as father. And I really, that really struck a chord with me. And I think the Holy Spirit sort of highlighted it as something we can talk about. Um, both of our comments today are closely related, so we might kind of jump back and forth. But, you know, we have heard before um, this, that it's hard for people to address um, the Father, the Lord, God the Creator, as a personal Father. Have you heard this before? Yeah, it's, it's very common. So one of the things that we've heard is people <clears throat> who have really prayed through um, and repented of equating anything that they feel negative about their earthly father to the heavenly father, which is a great 
thing to do to just pray and say, you know, Lord, if I have pushed onto you bad influences from my earthly father, or if I equate you with anything negative because of that, Lord, I just repent of that and help me change my thinking. That's a really cool prayer to pray. And we've seen that done um, in things like encounter workshops and different things. But you know, the word actually says some pretty cool things about what Jesus says, how we should address the creator. Um, And so in Romans 8 and 15 and 16, this is my favorite verse about addressing God as father. So the word says, again, I'm reading today from the New American Standard Bible. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Amen. Amen. I love that verse. I love that literally as those in right relationship, that we are not entering into a relationship as slaves, but we're entering into relationships with the creator God as sons and daughters to a father. And not only does Romans say that, We're in that relationship, but it gives us the right to be able to cry out to him, Abba, Father, Papa. That's beautiful um, when it comes to relationship. But we do have to realize that God isn't something that we equate with the flaws of our earthly father, that he's good all the time. That's his nature. That's his character. He's good. He's love. Um, First John 4 declares that God is love. Um, he's all of his nature characteristics and attributes, and they're not that which is failing or untrustworthy. He's a faithful, trustworthy God. Um, and maybe as a child or a young person, or even as an adult, you didn't have that relationship with your earthly father. And that can be devastating. It really can, but we don't have to, and we should not equate that with our heavenly father. Terry, you had such a good earthly father. What a wonderful father you have had. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Well, in verse 15 at the very end, it says, which we cry out, Abba, Father. And a lot of the translations for Abba is Daddy or Papa. Mm. And I think that where we have a challenge in bridging that gap from our earthly fathers to our heavenly father in, in, in that sense is that we probably stopped calling our father or our earthly dad, Daddy, when we were very small mm. children, yeah, you know, we get to a certain age to where daddy is now dad, uh, that kind of a thing. And yeah. it progresses from there. And uh, I think that that early childhood, that's where we're supposed to be like little children, the Bible tells us. Yeah. And uh, I think that if we would relate to that and think back, what was it like when we were small children? Mm. Well, that same relationship is available for us to say daddy yeah. to God. But I, again, in the mind, I think we're still battling with that whole process of, is God the creator of the universe? How can he be my daddy? Well, yeah. If God is the one who is all powerful, how can he be my daddy? Yeah. If, if God is, is all of these things, and especially if we say God is love, yeah. we say, how can he be my daddy? Right. Because we're still equating daddy with a small child mm. and a parent here on, on earth. Uh, but if we recognize, I think... This is probably where where we can change that is that when we and I've said this many times, if we stop seeing ourselves as human beings having a spiritual experience, 
but see ourselves as a spiritual being having human experience, yeah. then our first inclination in nature as a spiritual being is to know that God knew us even before we were in our mother's womb. Right. And so our relationship began long before we had a heartbeat uh, as a fetus, as a small child, as we grew. That relationship existed previous to anything we can really relate to here. Wow. So once we take that out of the picture and start to see ourselves as that spiritual being having a human experience, the human experience part of it is whether or not we can relate to our earthly father or not. But we have to be spiritual beings first and not human. Oh, wow. Which yeah. Is, that's, that's, the, that's the part that it'll either blow your mind or it'll confuse you for days. <laughs> you know what? It is really deep. But I think we're called... I know we're called to the deep part of a relationship with Lord. We are not called to be and stay shallow. Paul um, likened that, the Apostle Paul likened that in the writing of the epistles to really taking milk versus eating the meat of God's word. And that's really what we're called to. Yeah, we're called to mature spiritual growth. And what that means is sometimes we have to stop thinking shallowly. And that's definitely what this conversation is turning into. Thanks so much, Terry. Another verse that the Holy Spirit brought to my heart as we're talking about fathers is um, Hebrews 2 11 and I'll just read this verse it says for both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are from one father for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren the he that the word is referring to in this verse is Jesus and so Jesus refers to us as brother because he who sanctifies, which is Jesus, Jesus sanctifies us. And those who are sanctified, that's us, are all from one father. How awesome is that? The word says that we're joint heirs with Christ Jesus. We literally are a sibling to Jesus Christ, according to that verse. That's a beautiful thought. That's just, that's verse 17 there in Romans 8. Exactly. About being joint heirs with Christ. Isn't that neat? So this is our position. And so you guys, we have this opportunity. An another verse in Matthew declares that he who is a good father knows how to give good gifts to his children. And I, I absolutely love thinking of God, uh, creator God as the father. I can't always remember a time when I felt that connected um, to him to be able to just go crawl up in my father's lap, so to speak, and have that conversation. But it really does lead into the next conversation that I wanted to have today, which is about intimacy. Um, and so this is a really great segue where we talk about um, the familiarity of coming to the Lord as a father. And then um, that familiar that familiarity is really an intimate um, relationship. And that's what the Lord requires. And that's what he's calling us to. I guess I shouldn't say requires, but that's what he's calling us to. And the reason that we have the opportunity to be that intimate with the father is because of the way that was made by the son which is Jesus. And Jesus is absolutely a very intimate God. Why am I bringing this up? Because another um, one of our friends sent a message um, on, on private messenger that said, if I'm honest with you, I struggle when you talk about intimacy with God and you um, discuss intimacy in your prayer life. And I often feel 
that my prayers don't get more than just above the ceiling. Basically, I'm looking at the ceiling and there's not an intimacy with a God that she can't see was basically what she was referring to. And I know this is too a prevalent problem. We hear this a lot. Some people are just very uncomfortable with the word intimacy. So let's just sort of get that out of the way right now. We're talking about a closeness. Okay, we're talking about a closeness with God. And I'm going to read a verse here from John 14, the Gospel of John chapter 14. I want to read verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our abode with him. Now, I want to talk about this word abode, okay? So Jesus is saying, hey, if you obey me, which is keep my word, I will love you. My father will love you. And we're going to come make our abode in you. And the word abode is the Greek word mone. And the word mone means a staying, a residence, a mansion. Basically, what Jesus is saying is if you obey my word, if you keep my commands, you are telling me that you love me and I love you back. You're also telling the father you love him by obeying his word and he loves you back. And the father and I are going to come into your life and we're going to make our home, our tabernacle, our residence in you. How do they do that? They do that by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is the Spirit of the living God, is the Spirit of Jesus the Son. And so he sends his Spirit to take up residence within us. So I want to ask you this. Pause on that verse. And I want to ask you, do you feel a closeness with one in which whom you share a home with? I share my home with two people, our daughter Baylor and my husband Terry. I have a close and intimate relationship with both of them. You, many of you are married and you share your life and your home with a spouse. Many of you have younger children. You share your home with the children, with your children, or maybe you don't have children. Maybe you live with your parents or another something, someone. And in a home where people share Um, a kitchen, a living area, a dining table, a bathroom, a bedroom, a bed. There is a closeness that happens when we share a residence. You would agree with that. You would agree with that. Jesus wants to and does take up residence within us when we are that in right relationship and keep his word. That's what this verse specifically says. And in that residence that he is taking up, there needs to be a closeness. How do we have the spirit of the living God live inside of us and ignore him? That's not relationship. You see, acknowledging the fact that the spirit of God lives within us in itself is acknowledging we're in relationship. There's got to be communication in that. And that has to lend itself to intimacy, to closeness, to closeness. Now, one of the things that causes separation 
in our relationship with God is not keeping his word, which is the first part of that verse. And God doesn't esteem his love. He doesn't He doesn't say, yeah, I know you love me because you say so. He says, I know you love me because you obey me, John 14, 15. It's hard for some people to hear that, but obedience is God's love language, and it's how he sees that you love him. And he actually, by the way, proved his love for you in that he sent his son to be um, your propitiation for sin and um, to, to be your perfectly sacrificed lamb. It was his love act to send a, 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 a gate, a savior, a redeemer in Jesus. And it's our love act to keep his word. And that's how we show God that we love him. It's his love language. And so in these expressions of love is where we talk about intimacy Having a relationship with someone, we want closeness. We don't want separation. So one of the things that causes separation is sin. We're separated when we we sin or when we disobey God or when we do not keep his word. Another thing that causes separation is the lack of acknowledging that we are a home for the Holy Spirit. If we don't realize that we are an abode, a residence for the Holy Spirit of God to come and live in, there's separation right off the bat because we don't even realize that which is within us is the Spirit of the living God. God lives within us when we're in right relationship with Him. That just by definition declares nearness, right? And closeness and intimacy, So if we struggle with our prayer life being intimate, basically what we're saying is oftentimes, I won't generalize this, but I think oftentimes what we're saying is I can't see the person I'm talking to. And and please realize that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit are their own individual people. They're a triune God. Yes, they are one whole God. But they're people you can grieve, you can hurt, you can ignore the spirit, you can grieve, you can you can hurt Jesus. And and in these relationships, we have to communicate. If you're believing that it's difficult to talk with someone because you can't see them, why don't you picture your prayer life as a phone call? We often talk into a phone and we surely can't see the person on the other end, but yet we have this ability to be able to speak. And we think, well, it's because we hear the other voice. Can I tell you that God says in John 10 that I am the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice. We all have the opportunity to know the voice of God. I want to give you a little example. If Terry decided that he was going to talk to me on a Sunday morning, I use this example a lot, but he decided that he didn't want to talk to me the rest of the week. By about Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm going to be wondering Is there something wrong with us? Are we in right relationship? Does he love me? Why is he not talking to me? And if I say to him, hey, Terry, um, I wanted to talk to you. And he's like, I'll talk to you next Sunday morning. That's not a relationship. It's not going to go very many weeks like that before we're going to have real relationship struggles, right? 
in hindsight, it, I can look back and see so many times in my prayer life, I would pray on a Sunday morning while I was at church and I didn't really engage in prayer again until the next Sunday morning. And I think, what was I thinking? I can't have a relationship with a person I only talk to at church on Sunday morning, but I don't talk to through the middle of the week. You guys, that's not relationship. And God really wonders how much we love him if we only talk to him once a week when we're in a corporate setting. Just like our relationship would suffer, just like your human relationships would suffer, your relationship with the Lord suffers if there's no communication. You can't allow a scheme of the enemy to be that you can't see God, so you can't talk to God or hear God. That's a lie. That's not true because the word says very much the opposite. Terry, what are your thoughts on intimacy? Well, I, along this same line, I want to add something along with the uh, the analogy or the metaphor of a, a phone conversation. Think of the difference of what a phone conversation, the impact it has versus when you have to leave a voicemail. Sometimes we leave voicemails for God. We're not really in a conversation. Mm. We're just saying, hey, God. Uh, just wanted to let you know I need this this week, and if you're able to, uh, you know, make this happen, I'd really appreciate it. Oh. Uh, you know, give me a call whenever you get a chance. Um, uh, I'm really busy between these hours, so if you can maybe schedule it. I mean, we do that. Wow. Because we say, yeah, you're right. We, we lift up that petition or that prayer. Not that we're not supposed to, but that should also be a conversation. And we can't have a conversation if we're always in voicemail mode, mm. where we're just relaying information and leaving a message here and there versus a conversation that when we speak and God listens and then he responds, but do we wait for the response? You know, wow. uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, kind of like that. I think that uh, the intimacy is not there in a voicemail, right? Wow. It's, uh, you can say, I love you in a voicemail, but you, you can also say a lot of other things that really don't give wow. you that type of connection. So you're saying the way in which we communicate through prayer can actually set us up for failure in intimacy because we're not listening. We're just talking. And we know that relationship has to go both ways and communication has to go both ways. <clears throat> True. That's an excellent point. That's an excellent point. So you may be saying right now, I don't know how to hear from God. I don't even know if I can hear from God. Well, I guarantee you if you're in relationship, you can because he assures us in his word that you can hear his voice. Um, I think the key to that is, and honestly, I teach on how to hear the voice of God. So this is something I'm passionate about. But I think the biggest key is we do not close down the busy, loud noise of the world to get alone and give God enough time. We say, okay, here's a two-minute window. Speak in this two-minute window. Otherwise, I'll leave a message at the beep, like Terry just said. And what we really need to do is be before him in such a way that we are committing time to this committing time to reading his word and then praying or hearing his voice and then refocusing, quieting the noise in our life, removing the distractions in our life. And what's the number one distraction in our life? Busyness. Have you ever tried to talk to someone on the phone and their TV in the background is so loud that you almost hear it louder than the person yeah you're for to talk sure to. for sure i think our lives can be like that sometimes so the busyness and the distractions and and sometimes it's not even the enemy distracting us you guys sometimes we allow the distractions from our own thoughts our own opinions um our own stubbornness and so the truth is we have the ability to hear from god and to respond to him not asking him to 
supply our laundry list of requests, but to have a conversation because that's really the relationship that he is seeking. And whether we know it or not, it's the relationship we are longing for, for in this relationship, are are we fulfilled? And only that relationship are we fulfilled. And I think that uh, talking about the intimacy, I think Jesus invites us into that intimate relationship with the Father when he was teaching the disciples how to pray. He didn't say, my Father who art in heaven. Yeah. He said, our Father That's right. who art in heaven. That's right. And I think that that was an invitation right there to say, hey, you're in the family. Amen. You can talk to God. You can talk to the Father just like I do. Yeah. Um, you know, we have, a, I have I have friends that in the past that have said, hey, when you're praying, would you say hi to Jesus for me? Or would you right. throw in this special request right. for me? I'm like, no, you can do this too. Yeah. But they're not at a place where they understand that they're included in that if they're in the family. Maybe yeah. that's a maybe that's a flag helping us to understand they're not part of the family wow. and and how we lead uh, through that process to lead them and point them to Jesus yeah. is more important than their request at that moment. Wow. That's great. That's great. So that's a great thought to wrap up on today. So <laughs> here's what I want to say. Do you know that you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're in right relationship with Jesus? You can know that. And if you don't, contact Terry or I. Let us let us pray with you. Let us talk you through that. So you can know without any doubt that you're in right relationship with God. Two, you can hear his voice. You are called to intimate relationship, to close relationship with Jesus. You are the son or daughter of the living God. And he is your Abba, Daddy, Papa, Father. And you not only can think of him that way, but you should think of him that way. And this has been the fastest 25 minutes of any of the podcasts and vlogs we have had this far. And I know it's because my very favorite person has joined us. And I know he's got to be your favorite person now too, because you have heard wisdom. This man is so full of wisdom. It's a gift from God on his life. And so I just want to thank you so much and say, will you just join me more often? It's a tight space to hear. We, we can't help but share it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to share this life with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, we love you so much. We bless you in Jesus' name. And as always, we are here for you. It is our goal. We have no qualms about saying this, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is our goal that you not only know him, but you grow in him toward maturity, toward fullness. That is the man, Christ Jesus. We love you so much. We bless you in Jesus' name. Let me just close with this quick prayer. Father God, I pray that what's been sown today is a seed that will grow root in every listener. Thank you, God, that is not your heart to confuse us or deceive us, but you want us to know and you want us to grow in you. We love you, Jesus, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen.